Hello and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Liam's back with us. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. Nice enjoying some time at home. Yeah, yeah, we certainly are. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, a while since we uh, have done a, a, a podcast, um, but we thought we'd uh, take some time out today to, uh, to come back with one. Obviously, uh, with the outbreak of the coronavirus um, it has halted a lot of things uh, around the world and, uh, and one of that is being football um, and as we are a football podcast we thought we'd uh, come and, uh, and share our views on on, uh, on what is happening in the world of football at the moment you know albeit not a lot of results but obviously there's there's so much to talk about isn't there at the moment yeah, a lot of uh, the f- the future of football is a is a little bit um, up in the air at the minute. Yeah, very uncertain times at the moment. So we are going to go through a few things uh, that obviously we, we've obviously both got our own views on. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get started, and obviously uh, we'll start with uh, our home league, which is the Premier League. Obviously, they originally took a break until I think it was the third of April. Was that right? And now they, it's been extended yes, uh, until so. uh, the end of April. Um, but with the way uh, I think that it it's happening at the moment, I I, I personally cannot see that we are going to get. Uh, to see much football, I don't think, before June, maybe even July, uh, which obviously leads to the, the very big question of, of what is actually going to happen to this, this season. Uh, well, Liam, what, what actually do you think is going to happen? Well, it looks like they have given the possibility that the season could be extended into June. I think the rules stated before it had to be finished before June. I think now they've stopped That's that. That's right, yeah. So it's looking like at the moment they want to get it done in summer. Whether they'll be able to do that or not, I don't know. Uh, It's going to be obviously down to how everything spreads and everything works out. Um, Personally, I don't think we're going to... I'm looking at people that I know that have been told you know they've got to stay indoors for 12 weeks minimum and and I'm thinking well 12 weeks takes us to June as it is so I think that's the best estimate at the moment of when things are going to start yeah. getting back to normal I think we're looking at, at finishing maybe this season when next season is meant to start um, yeah. I think it's going to push back completely on next season I think we're going to end up maybe ending this season more towards Christmas than uh, than in end at the end of the summer. Um, obviously, the Euros has been cancelled, which might help give a little bit of game time if we do manage to get out in July. Um, players will be available for it, but I can't see it personally ending much before the end no. of this year. So I I, I did read uh, earlier this week that they are um, if they can get the the games back in June, they're going to work around to get the games done within a four, I think it was a four to six weeks period, um, which would probably mean each team playing uh, like a, a weekend and then a weekday match. Um, but where do you think that leaves fans? Do you feel that they will go down the road of making the games uh, behind closed doors? Because uh, personally, I feel um, at the moment, I, I cannot see, uh, obviously the gatherings have been, 
completely squashed at the moment. So I, I, I just cannot see them allowing 30, 40,000 people to be in one area this year. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't think they're going to be playing it in front of full stadiums. I, they were, when when it got sort of when it got to the point where this started kicking off and people were saying that we can play games behind closed doors, that was when the pubs and the bars were open and still playing football. And if you're going to have a game on TV, people are still going to go to that. I think if they keep bars and pubs closed and play games behind closed doors, then you've got a chance of maybe doing things in summer. But, I mean, it's going to make for a really interesting end. It's basically going to be a, a 10-game yeah. season. Because, I mean, the title's basically decided. I think it's going to be the teams at the bottom and chasing for Europe that have got 10 games to make it. So it would be perfect to have full stadiums because I think the atmosphere would be amazing. But, I, yeah, I can't see it happening. And I can see public spaces being closed as well for playing the games on TV. Um, I think a lot of it is going to be behind closed doors. What I would like to see, I don't know about you, Chris, I would like to see the season be extended into this summer, maybe have a six-week period, but put the games on terrestrial TV. I'd like to see the Premier League say that so that fans don't miss out because I think with the games not being shown in pubs, because they're closed and you're not being able to go to the games, it's going to leave a lot of fans without being able to see football. So I would like to see more games on terrestrial TV. Yeah, I don't know whether that's a possibility. No, yeah, obviously with... um... Obviously, TV subscriptions like Sky and BT, obviously, they've paid huge and vast amounts of money for these games. Um, but I believe both have, at the moment, paused their sort of subscription service. So people aren't actually, you know, spending money whilst there's actually no football or other sports on. Um, but, yeah, going back to your point um, about putting it on trust, I think that's a really good idea. I think, um, like you said, if... if if we if fans can't get to the game, if fans can't go to places like pubs uh, to, to to watch the football, um, then yeah, it it would seem like a great idea for us to be able to actually watch it in our own homes whilst um, we can't. But obviously you've got the other issue of actually players who actually have contracted the virus. You know they yeah. uh, it's, it's what happens there. You know if, if you've got you know a number of players out. If, I, I just can't. I just can't see them starting the season until this is co- completely gone. And it's at the moment, it's just so uncertain of how actually long this is actually going to go on for. Um, obviously, you have Liverpool fans who are in uh, a bit of a predicament at the Absolutely. moment. Uh, first, you know, coming up to their first, pretty much they were about three or four games off winning the title, and then obviously this happens. <laughs> You just got to feel like something is against you here. And I've seen people say, oh, they should void the season. I've got a couple of friends that have said that they think that they should void the season, but they are my United fans. So, I you know, <laughs> Take it with a I think it's a very sort of biased opinion here. You're going to, you know, all Liverpool fans are going to want the season to continue because rightfully so, you know, they, they were so far ahead anyway. Uh but then you're going to have other fans like the main, I like the Tottenham fans as well, who aren't doing as well as saying to avoid the season. But for me, that just doesn't seem like a, a fair way of going about it, to be honest with you. No, I don't uh, think it is. I think and, 
and as well, we've got to remember that we've we've got to have the same rule for the top four leagues, and what might be right for the Premier League of playing games yeah, behind yeah, yeah. closed doors. You know, without fans going, it just isn't possible for for teams in the in the lower divisions as well. So, <laughs> voiding the season might. Silly as it sounds, it it's might actually mean that the lower the teams in League One and League Two survive. Yeah. But playing games behind closed doors, it means they're having to play, pay players, pay staff to be there, and maybe they can't afford to do it. I, do, I don't. I think it is. It is a possibility to to void the season. I think it is unfair to do that. But is there going to be a fair way out of this? I don't. I don't really think there is. I. I Personally, I feel sorry for Liverpool if that does happen. I'm not one of those yeah, people yeah. that wants to deny them their first title for however many years. But, um, you know, I, I would obviously be extremely happy being a Villa fan and where we are at the minute as well. well yeah, so is, maybe I am slightly biased. This is what I was going to ask you. Obviously, there, there is another uh, speculation going around that or one of the theories that could possibly happen is that the, the table stands as it is. Now, obviously, for you as a Villa fan, you know that, that's not going to sit well with yourself, is it? Because obviously, the, the situation you're in, um, it will probably benefit more the top four, shall we say, top four, top five, yep. uh, than anyone else uh, within uh, the, the Premier League. Uh, so, thoughts on that one? I can see, I can see the merits of doing that. Um, what I would like to see, though, if if they were going to start doing that and say, well, positions where you finished in the league now is is final, I'd like to give the teams in the relegation a chance of surviving. Survival. I don't I don't yeah. know how that would happen. Um, I don't know whether a, I don't think a playoff necessarily like I mean they have it in Scotland and and a lot of other countries where the the teams that get relegated have a playoff against the teams at the top of the league below. I think that's then unfair on Leeds and West Brom at the minute because effectively they should be getting promoted and in any other season they probably would be but then again you can argue well they haven't completed the season either so they've been given a shot at promotion where in you know in 10 15 games time or what or whatever they might not have had it. They might have gone on a bad run and, and not been there. So whether they can do that, I don't know. I don't think that would be the worst decision um, in just in, in saying that happens and just just having a playoff at the end of the season. But it would be chaos. I think it would be absolute chaos. If, if a team that was, say, level on points in 18th position and, and, and had a goal difference of just one worse than the team above them was forced into a relegation playoff, and especially if that team's got a game in hand as well, which I think some teams in the relegation zone have in, in various leagues. Well, they, they do. It's yeah. not fair. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what fair way they come out of this. Personally, yeah. I think they have to finish the season in in one form or another. I think, um, yeah. I th- which I think I, that's right. I'm not completely against it. You know, obviously, I would love to see um, everything voided and Villa stay up. But even if they do extend the season to the full 38 games at some point, um, one of the things I've been moaning about all season is that we've we've had players on long-term injuries. You know, it'll give a chance for them to get back and, and get playing again. So, likes of McGinn and, and Wesley and, and Tom Heaton and people like that. 
and it could be important for us and it could mean that we survive you just never know but i think i think the full season has got to be played in some form so yeah so obviously carrying on from uh, a full season theory uh, which i think is personally the cor- correct way to go about this i think no matter how long it takes for this to, to all sort of clear up um, for the season to get restarted. Uh, one way I have thought about it is, say the season doesn't finish until start of next year, Christmas time this year. How about a half season for next season's competition? So next season's Premier League, they play each team once I don't I know it seems a bit unfair obviously the home and away situation that would have to be figured out um but do you think that's got any potential I think well we're gonna have to make some amendments to future years I think it's gonna have a knock-on effect for quite a while um I think potentially yes I think there could be a shorter season I don't know whether playing teams once would be the way to go about it um, I know, Chris. You, you know, you're obviously a fan of Football Manager. There are uh, a broad league, so I've been playing yeah. in Belgium recently, <laughs> yeah. where halfway through the season the league gets split into two, and then you lose half your and points. You lose half your points, but it it can mean you you can edit that to a shorter season or a longer season, whichever way you want to do it. Whether you know you play everybody once, but then if you finish in the top half, you play the top half teams twice. Yeah. or the bottom half teams twice if you're in the bottom half. I think there could be a way that we could do that to make it a, a little bit fairer. Because the only way I can see, obviously, if we go down the theory that uh, the the season doesn't finish until the end of the year, uh, that potentially playing each, uh, obviously playing the full allocated games to the 38 games, but playing twice a week, um, but maybe scrapping the uh, FA Cup and the uh, Carabao Cup uh, yes. is also uh, another way. And I'd, this is going to seem bad on the the teams, the lower league teams, but that's probably going to happen. I think next season anyway. I think they'll probably scrap the the two league sort of uh, cups. Um, I think the in league favour of playing the, uh... the league. Yeah, the, the the League One, League Two, what, I don't know what it's called yeah, now. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. could Chief both go. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you keep you keep the FA Cup, um, but maybe I don't know whether you can have. Obviously, you're going to have the same amount of teams entering, but maybe the Premier League teams don't come in until the fourth, fifth round, or um, something like that. Maybe give them an extra round to to recover, so it's one less yeah. game for them to play. Um, yeah, I think the League Cup is in trouble next year. I don't think it will be played. Because I think uh, I think they've thought about any way of, of getting rid of it. Um, and it's worked well in France. France have yeah, it. France, France don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. it. It's good for uh, the out of the top six teams in the Premier League it's a good way in for Europe for, for the other smaller teams but then you look back on the previous winners in the last 10 years you'll probably find 8 out of 10 of the last winners have, have been the so-called one of the top 6 teams so um, yeah it's going to be very very interesting uh, have you got any other things that you might think that we could they could possibly do to 
Well, it's uh, sort of similar to to what you were saying. So my yeah. completely outside the box idea um, is to, in order to finish this season, you maybe um, keep the amount of games that have been played at the minute. So I think teams are on 28 or 29 games, um, and then you divide the league into like four little groups of five teams, and they effectively play off of those five positions. Right. Okay. So yeah. I think you keep your points. So it's fair on Liverpool because they've gained those points and they're going to keep them. And then I think if you um, play the five teams that are around you, if you finish bottom of your little group of five, you play the top team from the group below you. And then whoever wins that game will take that position. So at the minute, say Man United are in fifth. If they were to finish bottom of that top group of five, they'd play Wolves. And if Wolves were to win, they would finish fifth. Man United would finish sixth. And I think that would be a fair way because it would give the teams at the bottom a chance. They can survive. So obviously, um, West Ham, Watford, Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich could all play each other. And you, I mean, if you wanted to play each other twice, I guess you could. But it would just be interesting, I think, to have a mini league of five teams. It's sort of like a playoff. Um, it would end the season probably a little bit quicker. Um, and it would maybe give people a chance to to stay up where they can. Um, and it would probably be fair on Liverpool because they're effectively... They've effectively won the title anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe a slightly a complicated idea, but no, um, it's definitely... I just thought it was something a little bit outside the box. Yeah, and it's something, something they can definitely do. Um, the only other crazy idea that I've thought about is is just getting this season done um, and, may, and maybe completely scrapping next season. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And, it's, I mean, I, to be, I don't think that's a crazy idea at all. I think if uh, we're gonna if we're gonna go into Christmas, um, or the end of the year, maybe even the start of next year, I don't think this is the worst idea to do. And maybe you can start next season a bit earlier, and you can stretch it out so you're not so crowded with games over Christmas. Yeah. Maybe you start the season in June or July, and then it would give teams a, a bit of a break. Um, wow. Especially coming up to the World Cup in the winter, it might not be a bad idea. Uh, well. We are going to have to unfortunately wait. It's going to be one of those where we have to just wait and see uh, what is going to happen. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm sure within the next sort of six to ten weeks, we're going to find out what the plan of action is going to be. Um, but obviously, it's not just affected the Premier League. Obviously, the other big European leagues around the country, obviously, all... Uh, all suspended at the moment. Obviously, La Liga have come out this week and said that they are actually... They haven't even put a date on when they're actually going to be coming back, um, suspended until further notice. So, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's world football um, at the moment. So we are just going to have to be wait and see. Um, but obviously the the lower league teams as well. Um, I think we've already seen a lot of stories, you know, this week and last week uh, about clubs asking. Uh, players and staff to take uh, pay cuts uh, in order obviously to keep things ticking over uh, whilst obviously they're not being able to play games obviously not being to make any money um, so yeah obviously Yeovil uh, uh, was the one that came out today actually uh, a few hours ago and they've all taken a, a pay cut um, but it, it is going to be those lower lower league teams that are really going to feel this uh uh, and it's going to be, and it's not just, you know, lower league teams, championship teams as well. Obviously, you, you 
told me earlier, Liam, that obviously Birmingham are, are obviously one of these clubs as well. Yeah, that's a, and it's a, obviously the, the, an established championship club and you, you'd expect them to be financially pretty stable. Um, but it just goes to show how this is affecting all teams. And I think we've been on about extending the season, Chris, and I think it's quite interesting um, because most of the players in League One and League Two are normally on a one-year contract and it normally ends at the end of June. So I don't know if that, I mean, if the season was to go into July or August, I'm not quite sure what would happen or whether they'd have a squad that they could finish you know, it with. They could finish the season with because all their players would be out of contract. Yeah, for these these teams, sort of uh, just talking sort of national league at the moment, obviously because obviously Yeovil is one of the teams that I follow. Um, for a team like Yeovil, it is essential that this season gets finished just because they can pick up the revenue that they've lost through games obviously they've not been able to play um, and they're obviously in a, in a really good position in fourth at the moment as well so how much did you say it was that they stood to lose Chris you did tell well, me well that they yeah they, they're saying estimated around about 400 500 thousand pounds that's um, a lot for a for a national league side that is it's a it's a big and, it, and obviously this isn't just overall this is you know this is going to be you know, around the whole country uh, for these teams as well. I don't know if you saw last week, Barnett uh, laid off every, every member yeah. of staff other than playing staff. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I think we are probably going to see more of this. So I know um, that I know that there's a there's a rule in in football because it came about. I was looking into it when Berry um, went bust at the start of this season. There's a rule that if you are um, obviously, if you're a football team and, you, and you're financially fine, say you're Man United or Chelsea or whatever, you still can't help out um, lower league teams. So even if, say, Manchester United thought, oh, well, it's actually good for the city of Manchester and the local area to have Berry as a football club, they couldn't help them out. Do you think, I, I personally think that that's not a good rule in in certain no. circumstances. I see why they've got it, but I, th- I think there's got to be circumstances where teams are crying out for financial help, especially in times like this. Do you think that's something that they should relax a little bit? Yeah, I think it's definitely something that should be lifted um, because it is, you know, these, you know, although the Premier League teams aren't playing games, they are still probably selling a lot of merchandise and things like like that um so yeah i think it would be only fair for for them to help out you know that the lower elite how much they can do that i i i I don't personally know but um it is gonna you know it's it's, it's gonna take a lot of time for these for these teams outside of the premier league to to sort of recoup the money that they've lost i know that there probably is going to be some sort of government help i would have thought around this I'm not I'm not sure uh, obviously they've said on the news that there is going to be support for you know businesses around the UK so whether that applies to football clubs I'm not sure uh, I would have thought so if they're you know if, so. if they're yeah. you know if they're trading companies you know which probably most of them are I would have thought that that's right I, I'm, not, I'm not sure yeah, but yeah, I think it's it, you know the last thing we want to see now is is teams having to you know drop out of leagues because because of this. Obviously, we've already seen it once this season with Bury. Um, 
and almost with Bolton as well. But you know, the last thing that that football needs now is other clubs to go under. Uh, it's just it just wouldn't be good. And I think it's better for. I mean, you, you look at the amount of cities that have got a, a Premier League team and and maybe a team in League One or League Two, and I think it. Personally, I mean, obviously, I'm an Aston Villa fan. There's a lot of teams in and around the Birmingham area. And I think it makes football much more interesting and much more competitive when teams in and around your city are being competitive as well. So I think it's it's better for Villa because local kids are getting brought up by all these academies that are in the area. Villa are going to have a better pool of talent because kids are going to be more interested in football because there's more teams to choose from. And I think it's better for them if, if you, let's say, Walsall, for example, I think they're in League Two at the minute. If they're doing better, it means that they've got their youngsters that are coming through and doing well, along with Birmingham, West Brom, Wolves, Villa. It gives more encouragement for the young players to come through. So I think it would be, yeah, it would be sad to see teams like that go. And I think they've, they've got to somehow get together Um the bigger clubs and, and, and help these little league, well, not little, some of them, but the League One and League Two club, clubs out because it's not fair. No, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's going to be a difficult time for all for all of the clubs, I think, especially if you're outside of the Premier League. Um, but again, it's, it's not just going to be our country that's that's feeling this, for, for the, especially no. in the lower leagues. It'll be, uh, you know, a worldwide problem. Um, but for them, I think the main thing is, is is to get the games on, you know, as soon as they can. Um, but even if they can get them on, like we said before, if they play it behind closed doors, then they're still not going to be making any money. The only way they're going to make money is if they televise these games, um, which I don't know how they're going to do that. So I know BT, no. BT do show National League games. Um, but I don't think anyone really picked up the League One and League Two side of things. So they occasionally get a game on Sky. Yeah. I think there's a, you know, if, if Sunderland were playing Portsmouth, it might be on Sky or um, something like that on a on a Saturday evening. But it's only the I'm going to say there were bigger clubs, but um, yeah, I don't know whether that's the right word to use. But it's the uh, the historically, you know, they've been in the Premier League type teams. Exactly. So yeah, well. Obviously, we hope that no team has to go under because of this, but um, hopefully uh, we they can get their games back on as soon as they can and uh, start making some money. And obviously, the, obviously players who have taken a pay cut, you know, fair play to them. You know, it's, it's not going to be easy for them, especially when you think probably the average the overall players probably on no more than about one thousand pounds. You know. You know, it's going to be incredibly difficult for them. So, you know, fair play to the players that have taken that cut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so going on to you, you mentioned Birmingham City. I think it's players over six thousand pounds a week that are, are having to or being offered a fifty percent pay cut. Um, so obviously that is still a lot of money, but I think they're going to be looking at other. I don't know whether I don't know how much uh, if you're a reserve at Birmingham you'll be on, but I think it's going to affect across the board really. And I don't think they're going to be the only club to suffer as well. Obviously, oh no, no, Oval, no, Yeovil have asked their players to take a pay cut. I think most in and Yeovil are obviously quite a 
I'd say a fairly wealthy club for the National League. I think you're you're looking at people that are on no more than sort of twenty five, thirty thousand pound a year contracts um, in in that division. And yeah, a lot of people are going to be uh, on half pay, or or whether the government step in and, and the eighty percent applies to them. I don't know. Yeah, well, we will see in the coming weeks. Um, so we'll move on to uh, the European competition. So. Uh, Glad to tell everyone that Chelsea are still in the Champions League, um, and I am going to be uh, using that until <laughs> <laughs> until, <laughs> until further notice. Yeah. Um, so they have decided. Uh, obviously, you know the games are going to be suspended anyway. But they've, I know they've come out and said now that the uh, the final for both European competitions have been suspended as well. So. So this this is the difficult one um, because not only have teams, you know, like like Chelsea, um, uh, well, it's just Chelsea and Man City, I guess, isn't it, from the from the Champions League side of things. Not only, yeah, not only have they got league games to factor in, they've also got European games to to to, to look at as well. Um, now. This is how they are going to do this. I, I don't know. I can I can see the league being finished, but the Champions League I think is a whole different ball game. Yeah. The thing is, they've gone so far in the competitions now. Is it fair to cancel it, or do you think they the teams that are still in it and potentially the teams that have just been knocked out do they play a mini? League, uh, like a, a league at the start of next year or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's because obviously we're very up to date with the situation that's going on in this country, um, and we're trying to keep up to date with countries like Italy and and Spain that have got it a lot worse. So, if we can stem what's happening now then great we'll add domestic season couldn't get back underway but it's not going to be the same for every country and if that team has still got a club that's in European competition it's going to be very difficult to be able to finish that so I personally I think I don't know whether a league is the right format or maybe just a, a, a mini tournament perhaps a, a neutral ground i don't know whether you could have you know like a like a world cup is held in one country um whether you can do that with the champions league and just say well here's a country that's been been fairly free of of the virus we're gonna take the remaining teams there and just finish the tournament off over a period of two or three weeks um i think it's It's, gonna be it's a minefield to get that one done i personally can't see it being done either i i think they're gonna have to whether they, whether next season's Champions League is going to be just the remaining teams that are in this season's Champions League or not, I don't know. But I personally can't see see that being finished anytime no. soon. I I I think where where with the league that you've got, uh, you you've almost in the Premier League, you've almost got an outright winner in Liverpool. Um, with the Champions League, it's a lot harder, obviously, until you get to the actual final. Um, but like you said, I just I, I think that they are more likely to scrap this season's Champions League than actually it, continue it. I think 
the thing is, I think if this was if we were still in the group stage of the Champions League, I think they wouldn't have a hesitation of scrapping it. But because we've now got to the Not knockout so stages, far, yeah. it seems a strange to do it, and that's why I think they're hesitating. But I can't see it. Yeah, I can't see a way around it. Unfortunately, the only other the only other option I I could think of was potentially the remaining teams uh, that are left in the competition. This. Uh, season I think that Chelsea should probably play Bayern Munich and Man City should play Real Madrid and I think the what would it have been eight teams eight teams that have gone would have gone through maybe they get an automatic pass to for the knockout year. for the knockouts for next year they don't yeah. have to do the, they don't have to do the the group stage they can go straight into sort of February March time yeah I think that that's maybe uh, uh, and they could probably do the same with the Europa League as well. So um, that is probably one way that they could look at it. But it would mean that Chelsea would probably have to play Bayern Munich and obviously Man City finish their game of Real Madrid. But because yeah. I'm not saying I'm very aware that Chelsea <laughs> lost three 0 to Bayern Munich at home. So you know, I'm very aware that it would be very unlikely that we'd be in that situation anyway. But I think maybe giving them them teams a, a free pass, I think is could yeah, be an option. Yeah, I think option. that's a possibility. Yeah, you have to, you've got to weigh up what's fair for everybody. I think, and yeah, maybe if there are countries that are struggling a little bit more than others, it's probably not fair to try and say we'll finish it as soon as possible. And maybe it's a good idea to look for the future and yeah. uh, and give them a, the benefit of of being in the Champions League again next year. But then you've got also got the the minefield of all the leagues potentially finishing at different times this season. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you've also, I mean, <laughs> if Chelsea was to qualify for the Champions League through their league position, then who does their Champions exactly, League position yeah, go exactly, to if they've already yeah. qualified? That's so going to take a lot of working it's, out. It's exactly like whenever these leagues get finished, when it when does the Champions League start? I just. It just doesn't for me. It doesn't seem like the, the, the Champions League is is going to get underway until at least 2021 next year. Um, after the the, the Euros, uh, it just so, makes me feel very aware about how finely tuned our football season is because it just takes one thing to knock it yeah. out. Like, for example, if if everybody was back playing and could finish their season by July, but one country couldn't. That's the whole European exactly, tournament yeah. just it's completely crazy, it? out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. You don't realise that. And you have it actually you have you have other European countries whose season go from like March to September. Yeah. So the Scandinavian it's, teams it's, and so on. It's it's it, oh god! I would not want to be. I would not want to be the person going into work and having that land on your desk. Like, no. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Champions League sat there like thinking. Oh God, what are we going to do? Um, uh, it's although it's hard to say. I think the easiest thing to do now is just to cancel it. I think. I think it is, or simulate it on Football Manager. <laughs> get Football Manager to run a sim on the remaining teams and see what happens, and then they can be crowned the winner. And I would, I would scrap the comp, both comp, both European competitions for whenever the next season is going to happen. Yeah. As well. And just start afresh from. I think we need uh, a restart. Uh, it's crazy. It's just, it's just crazy, isn't it? So, yeah. 
another obviously competition that's been uh, put back, which is one that we were all looking forward to in the summer, uh, was was the Euros. Uh, memories of 2018, it's not, Chris. It's memories not coming, of the summer. Is, it's not coming home, Flynn. It's not, no, I know. It's so sad. So, obviously, the likelihood is that this is going to be held next year at some point. I would assume they are going to try and schedule it at the same sort of time frame as uh, it would have been uh, this season, uh, which is odd uh, because... It's going to put out the uh, qualifiers for the World Cup as well. I'm not quite sure how they're going to work around that because we're effectively going to have two major tournaments in three years, which is going to be interesting to see how that works out. So, yeah, so, you know, the, I think we're all a bit disappointed that, you know, the Euros aren't on because obviously we've all, all got, like you said, fond memories of uh, two years ago. Uh, I'm very, I am disappointed it's not happening, of course, but on the other hand, I'm looking at the England squad and thinking another 12 months of Sancho <laughs> starting for Dortmund or whoever, if he moves, you know, all of our young talents. Another 12 months of uh, experience, you know, maybe plus, Phil Foden starts. Um, it might be a blessing in disguise. Half the strike force is out as well. We've got no Kane, no Rashford. True. So. Yeah, we were all worried that Kane wasn't going to be fit and now we don't really need to worry. So, uh, yes, there is that as well. But, yeah, like you said, it, it does run the risk of, again, messing up qualifiers for the World Cup as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not. It's just it's not. Never ended. Yeah, and obviously the World Cup's happening in the winter of twenty twenty two. Is it? So. So yeah, you so you really have two. Could be eighteen months, really, couldn't it? Yeah, two, you'll have two, two major, major tournaments in eighteen months. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be quite quite a quick turnaround to get that in. I don't know how they're going to decide that. I think they're gonna. They just have to make up a massive plan, aren't they? At this rate of just what maybe they're actually is, gonna do. Maybe this is all one big conspiracy to cancel the Qatar World Cup. Maybe everything will get I delayed and pushed back is, to the point where they'll have this, to cancel. Got this the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this is all FIFA's doing, and uh, yeah, the Qatar World Cup will be cancelled if it is too quick a turnaround. Because I'm sure that this is going to obviously have an effect on. Um, other international tournaments, the Copper America, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and all sorts. So I, I don't, I don't know what time of year that's played, but I'm, I, I have a feeling that that is in the winter. Is it? I think it is. Sometimes, yeah. I think sometimes I think, in the winter. So the African Cup of Nations as well. That's normally yeah, held in like January, one. isn't it? So yeah, <sighs> it's going to be a, a a huge minefield to. Uh, sort that one out i think yeah you've got a feel for those players as well that sort of are coming up to the end of their sort of international career and this is this is probably their potentially last sort of big major tournament for their country and now with the likelihood of it being suspended i'm trying to think of a player but i actually can't think of one uh that you know that they are actually going to miss out on actually uh featuring at what was going to be their last tournament so yeah probably only the goalkeepers for England maybe Heaton um is in his 30s now but yeah we've got such a young squad but there will be obviously players for international teams uh, that are yeah. England that, that will probably have been 
eyeing this as their last major tournament. So, other, other, so moving on to sort of the, the players now, um, I know we've had a discussion um, about contracts, uh, which are going to be a tricky one um, because obviously, like you said earlier, if you've got a player that's out of contract on the 1st of July and the season is still going on, what is going to happen? Because um, Chelsea have actually have signed um, that Ziyech from Ajax. Yeah. He is due to join the club, I'm assuming, on the 1st of July. Yeah. So does he actually have to finish the domestic season for Ajax? Because I'm assuming that Chelsea wouldn't be able to register him at if the season is still going on, so we wouldn't be able to do anything with him anyway. Yeah, I think so you're right. Happens... I don't think you. I don't think Chelsea would be able to register him. But we um, I guess him. yeah, he'd still Surely be an Ajax start... player, but you'd be paying his contract. I think. God, <laughs> that's not good. No, it's not. It's going to be the same so, for everybody. So do do you think that they? It's going to, that's going to be another minefield as well. I didn't think of. If you're expected to, to join a new club and you you can, or does he leave Ajax and just join Chelsea and he just sits there just and does nothing play. for? Do they, you know, uh, you know, s- scrap the the registration rule for the for until the season's finished? Obviously, if you you can't actually go ahead and buy anyone, but if you're technically bought someone you can have them join on the 1st of July and you can sort of get them to play. I, I don't know. I'd... I don't know. I don't know how fair that, because that's going to lead for a, a mad scramble for the, what could potentially be the last few games of the season where if you're especially in a relegation battle and you think that one player might make a difference for the remaining two or three games, um, you're going to see sort of a tiny <laughs> transfer window of about a week or two, yeah. and uh, and everybody trying to buy everyone. I th- personally, I think they've got to finish the season. I, I think they've got to somehow make it that the, the contract is a is an automatic extension until the season is over. So although you've agreed to buy them on on the first of July, I think they all the FAs in, in in European countries have to make it so that no transfers are done until the season is finished and, and effectively yeah. your contract ends not on a date but but when a season is when, over yeah, and yeah. I, to be fair going forward i don't actually think that's a bad idea because if something like this does happen again which it may very well continue to do over the next few years you don't know i think it, it may be you maybe sign a contract in seasons rather than in dates if that makes sense yeah, you sign yeah. a contract for one whole season or two seasons or, or whatever, rather than saying it's a year. Um, yeah, I think that would probably solve the issue going forward if this was to keep on becoming a problem. Yes, it's, it's going to be... Uh... It's going to be very tough for the, for, the, for the teams. So obviously Chelsea have signed Zayek, paid a lot of money for him, but it's going to be tough for the teams where almost their entire squad is made up of people on one-year deals. Because I think it's going to get to 1st of July. Maybe a one-month extension is possible for, for all those players. But if it goes on any longer than that, I think you're, you're, you're looking at basically an, an entirely new squad 
for every team in League One and League Two for the last what five games of the season or something like that. It's going to be really difficult for them because they're obviously going to have to work extremely hard and it's going to be financially difficult for them to do that. So um, I think that's going to be what, if if clubs do go under, I think that's going to be what kills them off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all up in the air, really. The, the Unless moment. you play a youth team and you maybe FA brings, brings in laws to protect this kind of thing from happening between now and then and says... Um, you know, you have to retain a certain a certain amount of players and and maybe give clubs the funding in order to do that, but make it fair and and yeah, try and do it as evenly as possible. But um, yeah, it's going to be very difficult. It's going. I mean, as you know, Chris, my second team at Cheltenham Town, I can't see how they're going to pay their players for what is going to be probably an eighteen month or maybe even longer season. It's I just don't think they've got the financial capability to do that. It's uh yeah. Sad isn't it when you think about it. Yes, a lot of teams could go under. But I yeah. I do really hope that something good comes out of this. They maybe change the rules a little bit to help teams that are in League One and League Two and financially struggling and Yeah. Well you know, I'm sure I'm sure the government will I'm sure that the, the rules will apply to football clubs as well, so they can pay their players. Um, and I want to end on something yeah. positive as well with all this. When football does get back underway in, in a normal fashion, the atmosphere at the games is going to be something like we've never seen before, I think, because it's going to yeah. be a bit different, like, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be massively different. It's going to be such a relief. So um, I think it'll be, once we do get back to normal, I think it's going to be as good as ever. I was uh, when you said you had something positive to say. I was going to say I hope it's not uh, Aston Villa's goal difference because that would have been a, a negative. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. sorry, sorry. John McGinn will be back. I had, so, to, get, uh, I had yeah. to get one in there. I had to get one <laughs> there. But um, obviously, um, have you got anything to say on the Villa situation at the moment? Um, just looking briefly, trying to find the last time you won a game. Uh, in the Premier League, it's 21st Ooh. of January. Yeah, I was going to say, it Watford. must be a few months now. Uh, so you've beaten, so the last sort of games that you've won were against Watford, Burnley, Norwich and Newcastle. Yeah, so teams in the bottom half, safely in the bottom half, which is why I sort of put together that idea of, you know, a playoff with teams around yeah, you because you knew you could be in you know, we've, we've actually beaten a few of them so um, yeah <laughs> it might give us a chance but uh, yeah it's not a good situation at the moment I hope my heart obviously wants Villa to be in the Premier League but my head is sort of saying we can't we can't stay there through a technicality Manager. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to stay in the Premier League based on um, yeah. us deciding the, the season is void Um and manager-wise, the last couple of games, I've moved more to the Dean Smith out brigade rather than keeping him in. Um, I don't know whether it's fair to sack him uh, before the end of the season now with, with what's going on at the minute. But um, the, the the annoying thing is, so the, the position I'm in at the minute is if we go down and we keep Dean Smith, we've got a really good championship manager who's got us promoted before. 
and that would be great. But we don't want to go down in the first place. So I'd rather have someone with Premier League experience mm-hmm. to try and keep us up. Then if they don't keep us up, then we're going to lose a manager and we're going to be right back to square one again. So it's quite a big gamble either way, I think. But um, um, yeah. I'd rather give ourselves as, as good a chance as possible and maybe hire someone in. That, But there's not many people around at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know who... I, I couldn't pick a name of, of who I'd want to take over. So, the, yeah. Yeah, with the EFL Cup final as well. You had a cup final. We did, um, yeah. We did play badly. Did you watch it, Chris? I watched it. I thought you played quite like second I half. Thought, you you we were a lot better than what you were first half. Yeah, first half we we sort of we were a bit nervous, I think, and let them come on to us a little bit. But uh, yeah, we had a chance to equalise at the end and you know hit the post. But I think I was the only thing I was hoping for was that we weren't going to get to a massive final and crumble like we did against Arsenal in the FA Cup in 2016. So to lose 2-1. And to actually give them a game, I thought, was more than I expected, really, because everybody went into that game thinking, well, you know, they beat us 6-1 a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I think we were all sort of expecting a similar scoreline. But yeah, I was I was pleased with the performance and I was, yeah, obviously not too happy with the result. It would have been nice to have got a win, but more important things this season. So uh, hopefully yeah, yeah. We, I would rather be runner up in the Carabao Cup and, and uh stay in the league than win it and go down. So Yeah, just briefly on I'll, I'll talk slightly about Chelsea as well. Um that's some good performances that I know apart from the Champions League game which was terrible. Um some decent performances actually since the turn of the year. I know we lost to Man United as well in the league, but you know we beat Ever- our last game was against Everton. We won four 0 in that game. I thought we were really good then. Actually, it was something good. something just seemed to click, and I, I'm not sure what it was, but you know that and that came off the the back of us beating Liverpool in the FA Cup as well, which again, uh, I think a lot of a lot of people would have written us off uh, in that game, but you know we we did really really well actually to get a, a result there. I was a little uh, bit worried for you when Abraham was injured, Chris, but Giroud seems to have come in and, I mean, we know he's a good striker anyway, but he's, yeah. he's, he's been a huge difference for you. But Willian has picked up as well in the last sort of, you know, month or so as well, and he's chipped him with a few goals. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was going really well. Uh, so hopefully when the season picks up again, we can uh, continue you know, we are already three points ahead of Man United, so we do need to sort of buffer that gap a little bit. But uh, I, I was pretty confident, actually, to be honest with you. After seeing us you know, beat Everton the way we did, I thought, uh, I thought, yeah, we, we could, uh, it could actually finish fourth. So, but we have got a few still tough games to come. I mean, we have got Liverpool away, which is going to be. Hopefully they would have won the season by now, but who yeah. knows? Who knows? I haven't got anything else left to play for, though. So, well, yeah, yeah. they've just got yeah. the league, and, and that is it. So maybe they'll be going for the record points total. And they've lost now as well, I, I guess. So, yes. that's kind of a... so at least they're not going to go unbeaten all season. So, <laughs> yeah, he said that with a heavy sigh. That's one positive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, well. 
what's going to happen now? Do you think we just have to sit and wait until we hear from the FA, I guess? I think we're going to have to. But I don't think we're going to hear anything within at least the next month or so. I think think it's going to be sort of when that deadline of the 30th of April comes up, see what what the plan of action is. But Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a long one, this. I think it's going to be drawn out. I think it's been very unlikely that they restart the season on the 30th of April, but it is it is one of those things, unfortunately, where we are just going to have to wait and see. Maybe if we all listen to the government and stay indoors, maybe they'll be able to. Stay safe. Stay indoors, guys. Yeah, stay safe. Stay Stay indoors. Give us our football back so we've actually got something to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, well, that's it for, for this week. For this month, maybe, I, I, you know. For this season, who knows? I, I, I don't know. You know, I know we took, you know, a, a bit of a break um, before this all happened. Uh, I think it was sort of February time we did the last podcast. Um, we just took some time off uh, just to rethink a few things of, of, you know, maybe reshape the podcast a little bit, uh, see what we can do with it. Uh, but we thought. You know, we'd uh, come on and, and give our views on, on, on what's happening at the moment uh, with, with sport, because obviously it's not just football that's affected. Uh, it's affected all sports around the world. Um, have you seen the clips of the WWE wrestling, of, of them wrestling in front of no no people? I, yes, I did. Yes, I did see that in front of an empty so stadium. The, um, the trash talk just sounds horrendous without a crowd it sounds, behind e- it. sounds echoey doesn't it it's yeah. really weird really yeah. strange so yeah, i think that's the strangest thing i've seen so far actually in, in all of the sports was was them wrestling in front of no no crowd i was just thinking like what and they were like doing their walk towards the ring and i'm thinking why are they even bothering <laughs> just, just walk yeah you're, you're not you know i know they're entertaining people like on, on TV and stuff, but it's just, it's just odd. But yeah, without the atmosphere, it's nothing. Exactly, and that's that's like when you watch a football game behind closed doors, you can actually hear the players. You can hear the ball being kicked around, yeah. which is odd, uh, which yeah. is strange. But yeah, but yeah. So uh, we'll we'll be back soon, uh, but we'll uh, we'll keep everyone posted on on social media what we're doing. But yeah, so. Uh, Thanks for agreeing to come on, Liam. No problem. And, uh, Thanks for having and me again. That's all right. Well, you're, you're, you're pretty much part of the team now, mate. Part of the so, furniture now. So, <laughs> you, you can't go anywhere, because if you go, oh, it is literally just me talking for, <laughs> for an hour. So. Oh, I can't have that. Uh, no, no one wants to hear that. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll be back soon, uh, and let's hopefully we can uh, get some f- football underway. And, uh, but, yeah, we'll see you next time.